I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. back, folks. Welcome to another episode of Resource Real Talk about Louisville real estate. I am your host, Jay Pitts, broker owner at REMAX Premier Properties, leader of JT Pitts and Associates. Let's get the uh, get the bills paid right up front. Just uh, as always, find us on all the streaming platforms, all the podcast platforms that you may enjoy. First and foremost, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whichever whichever you call it. I think they want you to call it Apple Podcasts these days. But if you find us on there, certainly would appreciate the five-star review. Give it a subscribe. Get the episode sent directly to your iOS devices on a weekly basis. It's the largest plat- platform out there. So the more you can do, the more we appeal to the benevol- benevolent overlords that uh, you know write these kind of algorithms and decide who gets to see our show. So anyway, give us, give us, a, give us a five-star there. Four stars are not accepted, unfortunately. Also on Spot- Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Deezer, that's a new one, or was it? Deezer, I, I don't know Deezer, but we're there. You can find us. Stitcher, I am aware of. Pandora's a new one. Pandora? Okay. Pandora, I think Spotify kind of won that race. But Pandora is cool. We can listen to Pandora. And Google Podcasts, of course. Um, you know, give us reviews. I don't know if we can have reviews, but if you can, we appreciate those as well. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We're streaming live right now to our private Facebook group private Facebook group. You can get access to that. All you must do is find me somewhere where I am. That can be a text message that can be in the hall at the office or, you know, at Starbucks and ask for access. You must be a realtor. You must be in the Louisville area. We will expand to central Kentucky just to allow you guys access, get in on the conversation and get live access to the streamed show weekly on or about noonish. We don't say noon precisely. Here we are at 1213. Uh, We have a fluid sense of time here at Resource. So the Resource Podcast, um, you can find us there on Facebook in that group. You can find us at facebook.com slash the Resource Podcast, which is our page for links to full episodes and also snippets of the show that you can sample. You can find us on Instagram at jpitsrealtor. Same on Twitter at jpitsrealtor. On Instagram, you can find quick uh, clips of the show that we produce weekly to give you a, an idea of what the show is about. You know that is on both Reels and J or and um, what is it IGTV. You can find us on TikTok. I also, I will spare you the spiel about my cute kids and their photos this week. TikTok at J underscore Pitts, which we are Seth gets to exercise some creative license there and make me look good, hopefully, in the process. You can find full episodes video of the video variety on youtube.com slash J Pitts Realtor. Also, before we get started on today's topic, don't forget about our sister piece of content, JTP University. We produce that weekly as well. That is a five to six minute episode. I say six because everyone around here jokes that I can never keep to a time limit. Five is what it's supposed to be, more likely going to be six. 
Either way, it's a tactical piece of content that you can take and put to use in your business right now. Um, you know, and yes, there are bells ringing at the word tactical. That is one of the most overused words in the podcast. All right. Now that the bills are paid, let's get, let's get to today's topic. Uh, this hit me early in the week. And if you're a regular listener, you know, sometimes I don't know what I'm going to say when Seth starts counting five, four, three, two, one, and you're about to go live this week. I, I literally came up with this idea like over the weekend. So I've been kind of stewing on this, and I hope you enjoy it. Um, It's something that was incredibly influential, and remains so, but incredibly influential on my approach to the real estate industry and my life in general as an adult once I got out of school and into, you know, the working world, right? This is an exercise that I'm going to suggest to you. I'm going to go through it, you know, nuts and bolts, how to achieve this start to finish. And the reason what prompted me, you know, we talk a lot. And if you go back to the specifically, I'm thinking of the real from on Instagram from, or as we call it in house, the snippet, the one minute kind of podcast snippet that we put out on various social platforms uh, a couple of weeks ago when it said that, you know, real estate changes, and I'm going to paraphrase, I can't even quote myself accurately, but real estate is going to change your life. It is going to just success is going to change your life, but not always in a way that you might appreciate. And I have on occasion um, had the opportunity to coach and mentor very, very successful real estate people. Now, that does not mean that they are successful people as they would define it. Okay, everyone else would probably define them as successful, me included. But these are people that are drivers, achievers, people that appreciate excellence in every aspect of their life. And when they, when, when they, you know, apply their focus to the career of selling real estate, they excel like they do everything else. But the things that their focus is drawn away from sometimes suffer. And sometimes those are very important things. Sometimes the most important things. Family, children, life, health, balance, all of those things have a tendency to suffer when an incredibly driven individual, successful individual, narrows their focus intentionally to ensure success. Now, I have no doubt that these individuals felt like, and they were correct in feeling like real estate was their vehicle to live the kind of life they wanted. But somewhere along the way, they get caught up in the day-to-day. They get caught up in the small successes. They get caught up in the winning streak. That is one more pending, one more listing, another appointment, new client, have a closing, big commission check, Etc., etc., and they take their focus that is remains on other important things in their life and they divert it to this one thing. And yes, commission dollars are you know grow exponentially at that point. It, It is fairly obscene when you consider that some of the most highest paid professions in 
our world can be exceeded by a real estate sales profession professional with 90 hours, clock hours, not credit hours. I, I don't mean, you know, what is that? Six semesters? I don't mean six semesters of schooling. I mean literally little more than two working weeks of training to get licensed and you can make more than a doctor that goes to school for 13 years and amasses hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt to do so. It's fairly obscene when you consider that. But as with a lot of industries, excelling at very, very high levels creates income disparity. So what I'm here to do as a mentor, as a coach, as a leader, is to harness that energy, that legitimacy, that success, but help them understand when enough is enough or how to scale and impact others in a, in a meaningful way and get what they want in the process. It's no secret, I've talked about it often on the podcast, on how I drove my own personal life to the brink before I figured it out. I had the best kind of motivation, which is the, you're going to lose everything you care about most if you don't succeed at figuring this out. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk you through step-by-step step today on a little, you know, exercise that codified this for me, that brought clarity at a moment of extreme confusion. Moments where you're thinking, how can I be so successful and such a failure at the exact same time? I have these conversations with real estate agents every day. So anyway, let's get into it. I call this the 100 things exercise. Now, you might say, Jay, what, what does that even mean? 100 things. Well, we talk often about goals. You know I prefer the term objectives or intentions to goals. Um, but gen generally speaking, I'm going to allow the use of the term goal today. Seth, is that fair? I can use goal today. Lindsay, good? All right, we're going to use goals today but today only, um, because I'm going to ask you to be a bit more aspirational than normal. I'm going to ask you to let your imagination run away with you. But before we do that, okay, we're going we're gonna to take care of the hard, the hard work first. We always do the work first. We always play later. We, we delay our gratification here at Resource. And so before we get into the 100 things exercise, uh, or the namesake of the 100 things exercise, because this is certainly part of the exercise as well, we got to sit down and make a budget, okay? So I've learned in life that usually, usually, um, your constraints come down to one of two items. There's one of two constraints. Anything in your life that is limited is, lim is more likely, most likely, limited by one of two things. It's either limited by time or money. Now, I suppose if you're a real estate investor, like we talked about last week, land is a very limited um, commodity. It is a constraint. But, 
you know, as it pertains to work, success, finances, uh, that's not how I say, I say finance, not finances. That's weird. Um, Work, finances, success, the kind of life you want, you know, envisioning everything that you need for you, right? We, We get only so many trips around the sun and, you know, making the most of them is certainly a high priority for a lot of us. Your constraints with respect to those things are typically time or money related. So in that vein, we're going to consider our current finance or money constraints. We only have so much right now. We only can realistically earn so much this year and next year, and the following, and the following, and hopefully there's an upward trend, a growth trend to those earnings, right? So let's consider those constraints and let's sit down and make a budget. And I'm telling you, you got to be specific. You have to include your every, everything you might spend money on. Even the things you don't entirely know the answer. Now, I want this to get done now. I don't want it to get done in six months. So I don't need you to complete a survey on how much you spend on hair care products in the next six months before you come up with a budget. I want you to come up with something reasonably accurate, okay, and reasonable, you know, in terms of what you can do with what you have right now. I don't want you to be too aspirational with your budget. Okay, include entertainment. Have fun. We don't we are not meant to live a life of no enjoyment. Sacrifice does not mean that you have to live in exile. Okay, so just be reasonable. Be realistic. You know what you're willing to sacrifice. What I will tell you is that if you sacrifice too much in service of a goal, oftentimes you putter out before you ever get there. So be reasonable. Don't say we're not going on a date for the next two years. Don't say that, okay? Include your mortgage or your rent, your insurance, your utilities, your gas, your car payments, all your debts, service on those debts. Uh, you know, if, you're, if your student loans are in deferment but you ought to start paying, include what is reasonable to pay, understanding that your income is going to grow because that's what we're after, okay? Don't, don't skip all the concerts, it hopefully won't be another pandemic year. You know, include what allows you to live, not not your ideal life, but a life worth living. Okay, and, and that's all I'm going to say with respect to the budget because you got to do you, but come up with a budget. And then what I want you to do is I want you to do that over the course of a year, and I want you, because some things are not monthly expenditures, and then I want you to divide that by 12, and I want you to know what your monthly what your monthly income requirement is to live the life you're living right this second. Frankly, I'm not going to quote a statistic because honestly, I don't have a ton of confidence in statistics when they're, you know, involve the population at large, but I would say a substantial portion of people have never really even considered how much they spend or what they spend their money on. All I'm asking you to do is examine it. Then once you have that, we get to start the fun part. This is where you get to be aspirational. This is where you get to be creative. This is where you get to be a little pie in the sky. I want you to start your 100 things list. Sit down with a piece of notebook paper. I don't want you to do it on a computer, at least not the first time. Um, 
I do mine on a computer now, but I've transferred it there. I think there's something magical about the pen and paper on this, on this exercise. So do that for me, okay? Sit down, and I want you to write. I want you to write fast. I don't want you to ask a lot of questions. It's good that I'm doing this on a podcast because you don't get to. Um, I want you to write things that you want in your life. I want you to write things that you want in your life. That could be, I want to travel to Greece. I want to watch a baseball game at Yankee Stadium. I want to go to the Super Bowl. I want my kids to go to an Ivy League school. I want, what do you want? I want a, I want a, I want a beach house in Florida. I want, I want this. I want that. I want to pay off all my debt. I want to do these things. Honestly, I'm having a hard time coming up with examples right now, which is kind of crazy. We can talk about that more in a moment. But I'm going to forecast how this exercise is going to go for you. I want you to have fun with this. I want, to, I want you to say that I want to see you two in concert, if that's what you want. These things can be as impactful, as heavy, as 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 ground-shaking for you or as frivolous and light as you would like them to be. Either or, anything and everything you want out of life needs to be on this list. It can be subjective, objective. It can be literally anything. Literally anything. We talked about the most overused word in this podcast being top, top uh, tactical literally is the most overused word in the English language. But I literally mean literally in this case. Write anything you want. Anything you want out of life. There is nothing off limits. And I'm going to forecast this for you before you start. You're going to hit about, you're going to hit probably 30 or 40 real quick. And then it's going to slow down a bit. And you're going to hit 65 or 70, and you're going to be really struggling. And you're going to push through and start throwing the kitchen sink at this thing. And you're going to hit 80, 81, 82, and you're just going to be like, damn, what else do I want? When, when it was me, I was like, hey, Jen, what, what else do I, what do I want? And she's like, well, what did you include? And I, so I read the list off. She's like, really? To several of them. It's just kind of an interesting thing. I, I also highly recommend you do this with a significant other. Um, you can learn a lot about the other person. Um, amazing the things that we, we don't say to the person we spend the most time with. But uh, yeah, quite, quite interesting. But I'm at 82 and I'm like, I literally, literally don't want anything else. But I want you to press. I want you to press. I don't care if it takes you an hour. I want you to press. I want you to try to get to 100. And at some point, it becomes clear to you that you absolutely cannot get to 100. That's fine. No worries. No stress. Then you set the list down. Okay? Come back to it in a few hours. See if anything else sparks your mind. But there's a good chance that you don't hit 100. That's why it's 100. So there's a couple lessons to learn from 
this exercise. First thing is you did your expense-based budget. So you know what it costs you to live today reasonably the life that you have. So it's a reflection of what you have. And it is signified or, or, or put forth in writing to a dollar figure. You know what that costs. You know everything you earn over and above that is savings. Okay? So you can put that, you know, you can put that in, you know, your 401k. You can put it in to Bitcoin. You can buy real estate with it. You can spend more and get a nicer vehicle. You can do, you can increase your expenses. That's certainly that, you know, that's what most people do. Income, income increases and expenses increase incrementally. Totally fine. That, you know, that it's your life. You're the only one that gets to make these choices. So, but when you reflect on the life you have and then spend all of your energy trying to mentally create the life that you really want. It's an interesting kind of balance and comparison for you. And because we all spend probably a good portion of our lives wondering what the future may hold for us, there's this fuzzy kind of fog and haze around it. Do we really know what we want? How much time do we actually spend thinking about it? Not very much, to be honest. And because of that, there's this kind of insurmountable kind of weird feeling around what life is going to become for us. Like, I don't, how am I ever going to achieve that? It's so much. But when you sit down and you try to codify it into a list, you realize that list is a whole lot smaller than you thought it might have been. Oh, sure, I can come up with In my whole life, of course I can come up with 100 things. But the truth is, if when investing a fair amount of time on this exercise, you can't think of something. Sure, there's plenty of things out there that you don't even know that are super cool that you would totally do if you experienced them and had the opportunity. But trust me, if you don't even know that it exists, you're not going to miss, right? You're not going to miss them. You're not going to miss them because you didn't even know about them. You didn't, even know that, you didn't even know that it existed. So the list is a lot smaller than you expected it to be, which means happiness is a lot more attainable than you realize. You might even come away from looking at that budget and that list, and understand that some of those things are so pie in the sky that you start scratching them off the list and deciding, that you know what, I really don't even want that. And my life is actually pretty good. Imagine that. So how does this tie back to real estate? Well, it shows you how to be thankful for what you have how to be grateful for the opportunities you have. It simplifies your decision-making. Because I could take you the next two or three steps in the exercise, and I'm going to very quickly. But what it does in the next two to three steps is it codifies what earnings are required 
to live the life of your dreams. So the next couple of steps. I take that list of 100 and I separate it into two categories. One is monetary, one is non-monetary. What do I mean by that? One, one list costs money. If I want to send my kids to an Ivy League school, that costs. If I want to you see you two in concert, wherever they might be in the world, there's a cost to that. You can figure out what those costs are. If you don't really want to take the time, that's fine. Just estimate it. Because this, this exercise is more figurative than literal. But you need some numbers. So after I have my monetary, non-monetary list, I take a moment to reflect on the fact that probably the majority of my list requires no money whatsoever. Because the, hap- the happiness in life that you're after mostly comes from things that don't require money. But I'm, that's a whole nother episode. So let's just say this. You're going to see that 100 list, and you're going to have probably two-thirds of them on the non-monetary list. You're left with a third and you sit down and you scratch a number next to each, and then you add that number up, and you say, damn, that's all? That's all I gotta get? You take that number, you add it to your budget, you divide it against the number of years left in your life, and the number you come up with is the amount of earnings you must accumulate to live the perfect life for you. And I promise you, that number is gonna be less than you expect. Now this is true for everybody, but these high achieving types that wanna sell 800 houses a year or whatever the number is, that can't say no to a client that has unreasonable expectations, that can't you know, carve out their time for their family first and hold to it, And I'm not judging. I was there. I'm still there at times. There are moments where I make poor choices. Moments where I lose my balance. Go on an appointment at a time that I shouldn't with a client that I shouldn't and chase, chasing after something that I don't need. Because if I reflect on my my hundred things and that, that final number, I don't, I don't need this. I don't need this commission to achieve those goals. I don't need it. We are compelled to never say no in this business. We deal with the most personal transaction that a person ever does. We help them find the place that their children sleep, that they, you know, have... I'm not going to say it, Seth. I know you're, you're worried that I'm going to go there. I'm not going to say the thing I said on the last episode where you all laughed at me. But this is, this is a very personal process. A house is not a home, but you're not really selling houses. You're selling homes. You get access to information about people that no one else does. You get to see them at their worst. They're most vulnerable financially, personally, emotionally. If you don't believe me, 
stare across the closing table at a woman who's eight months pregnant after she just sold her home and everything she owns is on a truck and tell her there's something wrong with the title on the house that she's buying and she doesn't get to move it, doesn't get to get the keys today. If you don't believe me, put yourself in that situation. Tell me how you feel differently. But just because we handle the most personal, vulnerable, emotional situation that someone else ever traverses, ever experiences, doesn't mean that we are required to lose all of our humanity in the process. Your feelings matter. Your emotions matter. Your family matters. Your marriage matters. And I promise you that if there is a problem in your business, and this is tough love, so I don't want you to be mad at me for saying this. If there's a problem in your business, it's you. You're the only one that gets to make these choices. Saying no is liberating. Saying no is liberating. I once sat with an agent won't say who it is. Some of the listeners will know when they hear this story. Who made $500,000 a year. But wasn't happy. I said to this person, how many hours a week do you think you work? And I know it was more, but we settled on 60. 60 hours. So I said, okay. So very simply... 60 hours a week, 500,000 a year, $100,000 every 15 hours per week, right? Simple math, right? 20%. Take 20% off the hours, 20% off the income. This person does enough business that this is not an outlier's statistics game that we're playing here. Very, very simply, you could attribute $100,000 of earnings per year to every 15 hours this person would work on average per week. And it wasn't, it, that, that's not even true, I will tell you, because they work, they, do, they work more like 80 hours a week. But let's just, for example, say this. And I said to this person who'd never, ever thought about it this way before, I said, what could you not do in life with 400000 a year? He looked at me kind of funny and said, well, I don't know, not really much. Not, wouldn't be, would, how, how different would your life be? Rephrase the question. Wouldn't be much different. I said, you know, most people's life wouldn't be much different. You live a pretty good life. Maybe you save, save 100000 less because you're certainly not spending that much. Pay a little less taxes. Um, and they said, yeah, that sounds about right. I said, okay. But what could you do with 15 more hours a week? Could you spend it with your spouse? Could you spend it with your kids? Could you have some friends? Could you have a hobby? Could you work out a little more? Could you take better care of yourself? What could you do with 15 hours a week unencumbered? Because that's genuinely the choice for this person, right? Oftentimes it comes down to this one choice. How much is enough and what am I willing to trade for it? In this case, the person was willing to trade 15 hours for $100,000. Not 15 hours, 15 hours a week. That's a lot more hours than that when you do the math. But still, you understand my point. 
And that's the first step to the solution for most people. Well, I take that back. It's the second step. Because the first step is having the realization to begin with, which is exactly what you're going to do when you do the 100 things exercise. The third step is executing, making the hard choice that you may not really feel like making. The fourth step is sticking to it. And the fifth step, if you choose, is to support and surround yourself with great people that you inspire so you can earn the same and work less. Because after all, we're still drivers. We're still achievers. We still think it's never enough. Hopefully, through this episode, through this talk, through this exercise, you just learn that there are other things in life that are more important. I want you to have your cake and eat it too. But I don't know that I'm, I'm certainly not willing, if I'm ever put to the choice, to lose the things that I once thought I might. Ending the show on a somber note today, unfortunately, but give this, give, this, give this another listen. If you're watching it live today, come back and listen again. Uh, unfortunately, no good way to transition, or I guess I could say, um, give it another listen on Apple Podcasts, because that's where, you know, the largest podcast platform out there. We are there. Please give us a five-star review. Hopefully, you appreciate the content we put out and would like to support us in that way. You can also find us on Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, Deezer. Stitcher, Pandora, Stepchild to Spotify, and Google Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, the private Facebook group, The Resource Podcast. Find us anywhere and ask for, ask for admittance. We will get you in at J Pitts Realtor on Instagram and Twitter, J underscore Pitts on TikTok, YouTube.com slash J Pitts Realtor, Facebook.com slash The Resource Podcast. Also, don't forget about JTP University. We appreciate it. Uh, hopefully you enjoy that content as well and put it to use in your business. I sincerely hope if you are out there and you are hurting and you are confused and you don't understand how this much success could feel so badly that you sit down with a sheet of notebook paper and, a, and an ink pen and write your list of 100 things. That's all for this week, folks. Appreciate your time. Once again, I am your host, Jay, Jay Pitts, broker owner at REMAX Premier Properties. This has been Resource Real Talk about Louisville Real Estate. We'll be back next week. See you soon.